Recorded live. And hello, everybody. It's Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, the Weekday Warriors Wrestling for January 5th, 2016. I am Mr. Eric Clancy alongside Mr. Patrick Kelly, and we are all ready to go with you. Um, uh, we got a few things to top, talk about today. We're going to talk about some major signings the WWE are in the midst of uh, pulling off right now. And we're also going to talk about some major changes to the Royal Rumble. Um, uh, I guess we should get onto that with Raw right now. I'm just pulling up the results so I have them in front of me right now. Um, Okay. All right. So let's start off here. Um, I guess the big news, Pat, to come out of Raw last night was that Roman Reigns is going to defend the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in the match. Um, Not exactly the same, but similar to the 1992 Royal Rumble when the title was on the line. 92 was obviously vacant, but um, this kind of throws out what we were talking about in weeks leading up to this. You uh, kind of favored Brock Lesnar winning it. Uh, I felt John Cena was going to win it. Now, I mean, you got to throw Roman Reigns as the number one guy to win, but this kind of changes the whole road to WrestleMania for them and how exactly they're going to build to this show. Yeah, and first of all, before we I elaborate on my opinions on the matter, uh, kudos to them for throwing that out there because I think this is a really good way to kind of shake things up and um, generate more interest for the Rumble and uh, make it a lot more interesting because uh, previous Rumbles, the last few years, probably since Alberto won the 40-man one, the Rumble has become less and less of an attraction for me personally because they keep fucking it up. But this year it's like, okay, I mean, that's something different. I wasn't expecting that, and now already in my head I'm trying to think of all these different scenarios they can do. They might not do any of those interesting scenarios, but um, in any case for right now it is a very interesting storyline move for them, and I'm legitimately intrigued in seeing where they go with it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the the, the Rumble brand has been hurt significantly in the past, um, I guess, six years. Um, mm-hmm. I remember – Oh nine, kind of like you know it peaking and really being very good. In the following year, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't as good as oh nine. And then you said with the forty man one that Alberto won, it's not particularly enjoyable. The twenty twelve one where Sheamus won as opposed to Jericho. The twenty thirteen one, which was uh, Cena, with it, we all saw coming a mile away. Of course, twenty fourteen with Batista. And then last year's disaster with Roman, and you know, oh, the last this two in particular were big disasters. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, they've kind of like been things that the uh, WWE has had to recover for the next, you know, few months from. And by the way, um, do you, off the top of your head, know where the Royal Rumble is taking place? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I can look it up real quick. I'll look I think it's Orlando. It if it's Orlando, that's probably a safe bet. That's a, to my knowledge, that's a Mark City. Let me see. Uh, right. da, 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 da. It's Orlando. You're right. Okay. Um, cool. That's 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 probably the best for them because in Philadelphia last year, which somehow they thought Roman Reigns going over in front of Philadelphia was going to work, um, especially Roman Reigns with the build he had, and in Pittsburgh that we found out was a smart town, and I don't even know if it was so much of a smart town as it was. This is so horribly booked um, with Batista winning. This year, I agree with you. I think it. I think it's a you know, because it was either going to be, oh great, now we see what's coming if it's Cena or whoever. Now it's 
oh, okay, they can go in a lot of different ways. They can change all sorts of different directions. I think they're going to have Roman Reigns win, um, which I think would be a mistake because there's no realistic way for him to win. Unless he comes out 30, then you could conceivably do that. Like, but, you know, I'm if not he shitting wins... on Roman when we well, – and I agree with you. I'm not shitting on Roman when I say this. I'm just saying it's like, oh, well, I mean, they have a, an opportunity here to really yeah. shake things up and do something interesting, and they should really pounce on it. They do. They do. My first thought would be Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I, an I would have one. the Wyatt family just annihilate everybody. I'd have Braun Strowman just be unbeatable. Have Braun Strowman, like, legit be unbeatable. Like, WWE loves big guys, or uh, which I'll get to in a second. But they claim to love big guys. Have Braun Strowman eliminate everybody from the Rumble except for the Wyatt compatriots. And then Bray waves his wrist. They eliminate themselves. Bray Wyatt wins. Like, then you, like, after slowly a month of kind of rebuilding the Wyatt family, I say kind of, you then have an opportunity to really do something with Bray Wyatt and to make this this faction credible. I thought the segment they did on Raw where they attacked the Big Show was a a um, real step in the right direction uh, mm-hmm. because they they took out everybody. They should be taking out everybody. They shouldn't be like heel or face. They should be this, this element of chaos. I mean, we said it before, they should be the Joker from The Dark Knight. They should just want to burn everything to the ground. And so the idea of taking out Ryback, first I, I groaned because I thought it was going to be a Ryback-Bray Wyatt rehash from May, and then I see um, and then they go after Big Show and I'm like, okay, yeah, this works. Like, these, these you know, you've got these four really physically imposing guys, guys that are I think above 6'8", for the most part, with the exception of Bray, um, in some cases, Braun Strowman looks as big as the big show. Um, mm-hmm. Why not have them take people out? Like, why don't you, they do this? And, you know, it's it's so funny to me because earlier when I said, you know, WWE loves big men, they don't really love big men. They love guys between 6'3 and 6'6. Six, six. Like, you know, you, like if you're too big or too small, you have to be in the sweet spot. They act like, oh, you got to be big. Yeah, Roman Reigns is shorter than Seth Rollins. Like, let's not, <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. So, um, I thought that was good, but off the top of my head, I think Bray Wyatt winning with just destruction from the Wyatt family would be the way to go. And then you can maybe ha- – maybe you have Roman go after it. Maybe you have Brock come after the fucking Wyatt family. I mean, how cool That'd is that? That'd be amazing. Yeah, so, like, I, there's an opportunity to, as opposed to do what you've been doing, which is this really terrible Steve Austin, Daniel Bryan versus authority Vince McMahon rehash that, like – okay, yeah, he's getting marginal cheers, but Diesel got marginal cheers when he was the champion. Do you want marginal cheers or do you want to swing for the fences? So I think that's an opportunity to really go to, to take the company in the other direction and to, to do something different for a guy you claim to love, you know? So. And Roman, he they have a backup plan with him because I've always thought of it right off the top of my head. Triple H caught him the rumble. There you go. There's your mania match. Yeah, or or – Ambrose attacks Reigns. Yeah, at, yeah. At the behest yeah. of Triple H or something, you know. Um, and you could play of Ambrose's, like, mental condition and the fact that, you know, you're the only one not to win the title out of the Shield. And, you know, they, they, they could do things with that. And then, then I mean, like, you know, like, you don't need to create Roman Reigns as John Cena. Also, like, to go back to the beginning of that show when Stephanie McMahon comes out and, 
is going back and forth with Roman Reigns. Why does Roman Reigns say, if I don't have this, I don't have a job? What the, yes, you do. You have an occupation. If you lose the title, you're still a wrestler. Like, did that make any sense to you? Um, I think what they were going for, and again, this is this falls on the writing because they didn't explain it very well. I think Roman fears that if he loses the title, he's going to get fired for all the things that he's done, which wouldn't make sense. But they haven't made that clear. So yeah, they need to. And they need to even said he wasn't going to do that. So yeah, and uh, yeah, which is like, and <clears throat> this has been stated before, but I'll reiterate it. Like, there's no reason Triple H and Stephanie and Vince can't fire all these guys. Like, the idea in the Attitude Era was that, like, you couldn't fire, like, guys like Austin or, or whoever because they go to WCW. So, like, mm-hmm. you like, ah, you have to keep them, but, you know, uh, you know, now it's like, okay, where are you going to go? You know, so that, that you can't hey, really can't do those. Network. Don't knock it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't really do those things anymore and, like, act like it, it's going to have any sense of reality to it. So, um, um, and this is the reality era. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I like the idea of, like, of Vince being, like, legit awful and, like, I'm going to grind you down and pay you pennies. Like, yes, that's what you really do. That's terrible. Like, I can get behind that, but it's just, like, it's so well-worn. And I, we we talk about this every time they do an Evil Boss storyline, and they've been doing them since 1998, um, you know, just go someplace else. I like the idea of Bray White destroying the company, you know, like, like I will, mm-hmm. you know, and just, if you want to have him go kayfabe, put him on like Regis and Kelly as the Wyatt, like, and just to have him go fucking insane. Like that kind of shit would really shake things up. So uh, I think it's it's you mentioned that, cause I, earlier today, I watched a clip of the ultimate warrior from uh, on the Arsenio Hall show from 1990. It was hysterical. So, they could probably do some stuff like that with Bray. Yeah, yeah, and they're always they're always so wishy washy with how they want to keep things kayfabe. But uh, we'll see. I, I don't have high hopes for it. I think Roman's going to win. Who do you think, as of now, is going to win? Uh, probably Roman. Um, number two and three would probably be Brock or Cena, like we said initially. Uh, but again, hopefully, I. I'll, I'll throw it out there. If anybody from WWE is listening, you really do have an opportunity here to make WrestleMania a lot more exciting. So I highly suggest you take it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's move on here. Uh, do, 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 do. This is not what I wanted. This is the German WWE website for some reason. Sleeping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah. So... Stephanie and Roman have their promo. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated um, Neville in a match I thought was good. But once again, it's 50-50 booking. Like, if you want to have Owens go over, then don't have him, like, you know, get rolled up the week before. I mean, I get it in the fact that, oh, you know, Owens didn't really lose, and now he's defined as, like, better. But also, like, like call me old-fashioned, but... Neville does way too fucking much. And like I don't I'm not saying like it's not cool, but like if you're doing a four fifty splash to the fucking outside and like nothing happens, like why do I give a shit? You're like devaluing the four fifty splash to the outside. Like if Neville didn't wrestle every week, that would be awesome. But he does, so you get you get like bored and accustomed to it and it's terrible. I don't I don't want it to be that way, but that's how the human condition is. And I, I just like he I like to call that fucking, the Rob Van Dam syndrome. I mean, he was like he was shooting star pressing to the top to the outside, like like, and I'm I'm like amazed, but not because he's done 800 other things in the match, and I'm just like, 
slow it the fuck down, dude. Like, it just... And I'm, Neville can have great matches. I've seen him. He's he like like his match with Sami Zayn is is an all time great. He he can have great matches, but he's going on there and he's just spamming moves, and you're just like, oh cool. And then he fucking loses anyway. So what does it matter? You're just devaluing all your moves. And um, uh, in, this is an odd statement, and I don't mean it in character or um, build or anything, but just in position on the card and way they're looked at by the company. Does Dean Ambrose remind you of Scott Hall or Razor Ramon? Um, you know, that's actually an apt description for where he, he lies because people remember Razor Ramon as being like a top guy, but he never raised above the Intercontinental title level. Although, to be fair, this was back in the time when the Intercontinental title actually mattered. But, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair description. He's at the weird point where he's above mid Carter but not quite at that main event level either. So it's this really weird uh kind of position. But yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good way to describe it. Well I would disagree with the fact that Razor wasn't a headliner. I think he was. I just think back then if Razor was yeah, in the WWE like more. Yeah, yeah. If Razor was in the WWE in 1999, he would have been like a three time world champion. You know, like like they didn't mm-hmm. throw it around. Like that's like saying I think I think if you take out the fact of how hot the business was during Attitude Era versus New Generation, I think Foley and Razor are similar level stars. I get I get that the business was a lot better when Foley was on top, um, but business was obviously good in WCW when Hall was there for a time too. Um, I think he was that guy where he wasn't the top guy, whether that was Sean, Diesel, or Brett, but he was like he was like in the main events and stuff and he was treated as a top star. And I, and I feel like Ambrose is the guy where he's like, he's not Seth. He's not Roman. He's, he's probably underneath Bray for them, but I think he's like that. Like it just, it just reminded me of, of that as, as, as a description. I yeah. Just and before Scott Hall, Jake Roberts was kind of that guy where yeah, he I agree. Yeah. treated like a top guy, but not really a top guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's nothing like, I don't think there's, there's things wrong with that. I it just, it's just was an observation. I know um, so what did you think of this whole thing? Um, I'm pretty much like you said. Uh, match was fine for what it was. Neville does have a tendency to spam his moves a little bit too much. Uh, it, again, it reminds me of Rob Van Dam. I know Austin criticized that match he had with Ziggler, and this was going back uh, um, close to a year ago, I think. Um, yeah, match was fine. Owens went over fine. I, I think they might have something good there with Owens and Ambrose for the IC title. I don't know how far they're going to go with that they might just wind up having 45 billion rematches and we'll get sick of seeing it. But for right now, it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I think they're, and who knows, who who freaking knows. But I, I hoped at WrestleMania they kind of did like a hard reset to the U.S. and Intercontinental titles and got to the point where they're going to mean something. And to the U.S. title, I mean, I, I don't think it's at the point it was with Cena, but I think it's it's gotten a lot of luster back because they're putting it on top guys. And number one, I think that helps that there's no world title anymore because I think for a while the world yeah. title was the Intercontinental title. But um, and I think the Intercontinental title they had it on Daniel Bryan, so they wanted to put on two really popular stars with Cena and Bryan. And Bryan gets hurt, so they have to go to Ryback. I don't fault them for that. Then it goes to um, does it go to Owens after Ryback? I think it does. Yeah, it goes to Owens. Yeah. yeah. Ryback has a decently long reign. Owens has a decent reign, and it goes to Ambrose. So it's going to top guys, 
and guys that can work, and they're not having them lose it every day. And I think that's important. I think if you get some good feuds going with it, I think Ambrose and, and Owens can be good. Then, then yeah, but you got You can't, like, if you go back to when people liked the Intercontinental title and thought it was great, and I think they should unify them. I think there should only be one, and then it becomes even more special. But um, if you go back, as you and I are aware, you know, Randy Savage had the title. I mean, Randy Savage was a top guy. Um, you know, Ultimate Warrior had the title. Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart. And, you know, they were always not eventually knocked off either by, you know, a top face or a heel up and coming. or And then that, that brought to the next guy, whether it was Shawn Michaels, whether it was like The Rock, whether it was Steve Austin, whether it was, you know, Razor Ramon or Jeff Jarrett, guys that you could conceivably put in the headline spot on a card and people wouldn't freak out about it. That's the, that's what it should be. And that's, I hope the way they're going. I mean, you shouldn't have uh, Heath Slater winning. I love Heath Slater, but you know, you shouldn't have him winning it. You shouldn't have Titus O'Neil winning it. You shouldn't have um, uh, Kalisto winning it unless you build those guys up to that level. And, and it's think- funny you mentioned that because back in the day, uh, I remember Shawn Michaels when he first got his singles push, he got a lot of like big singles wins. Like at WrestleMania 8, he beat Tito Santana. And they talked about during the match, how this match would have implications on determining a contender for the IC title. Then he went under the feud with Martel and then so on and so on. And eventually beat Davey for the and title. He feuded, so- and he feuded with Savage a little bit in between on the, yeah. like, uh, in England and stuff. So yeah, they, 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 so they tested... progression upward. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. I remember there's been times where like, you know, Randy Orton had a great reign. I mean, Randy Orton's intercontinental title reign made him a star and, you know, the uh-huh. rock had a great one. And I mean, even after the rock for a little bit, it was like, you know, you had triple H, he got hurt. That's fine. I went to Ken Shamrock and then fucking Russo started doing what he does with titles you know, it, it bounced around. It started losing love. What are you talking about? Road Dogg totally needed to go into Mania 15 with the title. That was a great idea. Yeah. That was the oh, – I can't even talk about it anymore. So I hope they're going to do that with those guys because, you know, I, I didn't think it was great, but I like their match at TLC. And I think um, they're two guys. They're two of the best talkers in the company, and they're really good workers. And I think that's a interesting uh, – that's a combination you don't normally get. So. Um, I mean, just keep having Owens just powerbomb people into dust and have, you know, Ambrose go nuts and let's see what, see what we can get with it, you know? So I hope it it works out. Um, and hey, without had, a one-on-one or a big – I mean, really, this is going to be the first Royal Rumble in a long time where you don't get a world title match separate from the Rumble. They're going to be combined this year. So that, gives, that opens the door for other things to kind of shine on the undercard, namely the Intercontinental title match. Yeah, and there have been there have been – I feel like pretty good intercontinental title matches at the Royal Rumble that kind of lead in to WrestleMania historically, not recently. I mean, you have, you have rock and shamrock in 98, mm-hmm. um, which had a dusty finish that I enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> you had, uh, you had Jared and razor before Jared and razor became that match that you saw 10,000 times. Um, <laughs> you know, even the, the Billy Gunn shamrock match in 99 was, was pretty good. And then of course you had the, the, the Michaels Martel, uh, I'm sorry, Michaels Genetti match from '93. Um, uh, yeah, there were matches that, like, you know, the Intercontinental title used to be a real staple of WrestleMania. Uh, I'm sorry, of Royal Rumble, because they would only put, like, the title matches on there, really, and then, like, one or two big grudge matches, normally involving The Undertaker. Um, 
yeah, so so we'll see what they can do. All right, so next on the list, uh, we had uh, Titus O'Neill beat Stardust. Is Darren Young, like, injured or something? What's, why, why is he not teaming? It's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, I, I don't have I, I guess this is a quote-unquote feud that had been built up for a few weeks. Oh, yeah, geez, I forgot about it because they did the things where he jumped in on his Mm-hmm. They just don't care about these undercards, dude. They really don't. Um, and I'll say it again. We said it on this show, but Cody Rhodes is probably the guy that has put so much effort into every character, every push he's ever been given, and gotten no reward for it. It's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, Stardust is a I, character that should have worked, and he tried to make it work, and they just gave him nothing. Every character he's had worked. Like, everything. Whether it's Stardust, yeah. whether it's whether it's uh, put-upon employee Cody Rhodes, whether it's uh, Dr. Doom Cody Rhodes, whether it's dashing Cody Rhodes, whether it's legacy Cody Rhodes, where it's priceless Cody whatever they do, he's able to make it work. I, I don't know, like, like I mean, it's the, the, the time's probably passed at this point, but I didn't know why they never, like, pulled the trigger on him as opposed to, like, fucking Roman Reigns. Like, I, Jesus. Anyway, um, so then we had... Um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, and I okay, I mean, match. Uh, there's some yeah, the match. The match is fine. I mean, it's like you know, part. It's like okay, you know, I get Charlotte's like can't deal with someone being on her level, so her flair aspect is exposing her. I I, I get it, and you know, Becky's kind of the plucky upstart. It's just like I, I I just feel like all the magic from NXT is like totally gone. You know, like, and I think yeah. it has been for a while. This isn't like anything new. I'm saying. But it's just like it's just they put they have templates and like the templates are going to do whatever they're going to do and they're just like okay they pulled out they pulled out the Bellas and you know Kelly Kelly and they put in Charlotte and Becky Lynch and they just have the templates do the same things and they're like okay cool yeah and you're like oh all right you know it, it's like oh they're wrestling longer matches but I mean matches don't mean anything unless you're really behind the characters and somehow after yeah. being totally behind these characters over in the spring and summer, we don't care much. So. Yeah. It doesn't help that, that quote unquote Divas revolution got off to a really, really bad start. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're still kind of recovering from that down period where, Oh, they just had the same tag match every week and people are supposed to care now. No, we don't. So, well, I mean, in yeah. NXT, like you have like just matches between women's wrestlers that like, go on for, um, you know, they go on and they, they compete and they move up the rankings or they go down the rankings. And reminds me of the cruiserweight division in WCW. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you make stuff mean something. You're like, oh, this person has beat a bunch of people and now they're fighting the champion. So that makes sense to me as opposed to just like, let's have 18 matches between the five, the same two people. Oh, Hooray. Oh, God, the WCW cruiserweight division almost could have been its own show. That's how many guys they had. And yeah. it really did feel like it, a big, full division, which meant that whenever somebody got a title shot, it actually mattered. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it, it's because, not rocket it, science. Because, like, you know, like, like, I, like, I fucking get it. Like, WWE is not a competitive sports league, and, like, you're showcasing certain guys. Like, I get it. You go back and you watch, like, 80s WWE or early 90s WWE, you'll have, like, Star beating up Jobber, and you're like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, you know, Mark Star isn't going to be the guy you're showcasing. You're showcasing Razor Ramon here. Like, I get it, 
But if you act like this is a competition and blah, 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 and then you, like, have big matches where it's like, oh, this guy that won a ton is fighting another guy that won a ton, there's context there. And you're like, this guy is good because I've seen him win a bunch of times. And it's not like this following match that we're going to talk about called Ryback versus Big Show where nobody does anything ever because they never beat anyone. And it's just like, holy shit. It, people are always like, oh, man, how did Ultimate Warrior and the Road Warriors and Ryback and uh, Goldberg get over so much? Oh, they beat a ton of people forever, you know? And it's just like, like it can be the you don't even have to have a storyline. If you just do that, the guy gets over, and you're like, oh, I mean, sometimes it works better than others. In this case, like Goldberg to Ryback, when there's charisma to the guy and he can do like crazy stuff. But you know, for the most part, that works, and that's why those characters generally get over. Um, I mean, Rusev is is another exception of a guy who has charisma on top of that. But it's just like. That shit works. So instead, we get Big Show and Ryback wrestling for a second week in a row after Big Show said, hey, I don't want to wrestle this match, even though I came down and it started a match, which in fucking like JBL is trying to defend it like, oh, I made a statement. He beat up Ryback and then he left and he lost the match. Like, hooray. Um, This was only saved by the Wyatts coming down, annihilating everyone. Although Big Show got in way too much freaking offense for my taste at the beginning, but... You know, that's, I mean, they're never going to completely have anybody get their ass kicked. Um, So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like when I saw Ryback and Big Show, I'm like, holy shit, it's the fucking time warp that is WWE. I'm stuck. Do you ever feel like whenever you see matches repeat that it's like, I'm sorry, did they put in a tape from last week? What's going on here? Yeah, it's this endless four-week repeat that they do where they're like, here you go. (laughs) And now SmackDown's going to be on USA, and I'm sure they'll repeat even more matches. It'll be great. Yeah, they will, Patrick. Happy birthday, pal. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, pal. (laughs) Um, Games are off. Yeah. yeah. So so the next match, we had the Tag Team of the Year, the Usos, who wrestled for two months out of that year where they were Tag Team of the Year, and they took on the League of Nations. To me, this is freaking hilarious because, of course, WWE – who never lets heels win anything, would let the League of Nations win this. Despite the fact this is the time the League of Nations shouldn't win. The Usos should win this because they're an established tag team. And in WWE rhetoric, well, if, you can, if you're a good tag team, you're, you're better than the sum of your parts and you can beat singles wrestlers. But in WWE action, that's never, ever, ever worked. Ever. It's never worked. You can go back to like 83, where Bob Backlund and Pedro Morales teamed up to, was it Pedro Morales? Probably, that sounds right, yeah. Beat the Wild Samoans. And, like, or you can go back to when Undertaker and Rock beat Edge and Christian. Or you can go back to when Triple H beat the Hurricane, or I'm sorry, beat Brian Kendrick and Paul London. I I don't know if that was him or if that, or he just did that against Hurricane and, and Rosie. Um, WWE Probably loves both. having, yeah, WWE loves having, um, uh, double superstars beat a tag team. And I thought the Usos were going to win this. And the Usos, you know, I'm kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. But I'm like, yeah, if they win here, that makes sense. And instead, of course, the League of Nations wins with Alberta doing his fucking complicated as hell finisher that doesn't make any sense. And it's Does just he like... Bored um, as fuck to you, or is that just me? Uh, yes, I've said that since he's been there. Like, he hates what he's doing. He hates it. He he went back for money. They 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 put a they pulled a Brinks truck up to his house and he got a ton of money and he's and more than AAA was going to pay him and he knows this is bullshit and he knows what he was doing 
in um, in Lucha was better, regardless of how he felt about the creative. Mm. Oh, well. I mean, like you you can't like you can't be a normal individual and think like, yeah, this is okay. Uh, like you know, it, it, he knows. It's, it's funny they bullshit. kind of turned into WCW in that aspect. That where I mean, uh, in all the documentaries they've ever done about WCW, what do they always say? This guy was lured away by Ted Turner's money, but they weren't happy yeah. there because the creative wasn't good. But they went for the money. It's like, well, you're kind of that now, so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. I mean, he knows he he sees. Which is sucks because he looks amazing. He looks like a million dollars. He's like ripped. Like uh, he he looks like, like he's tanny. He, he looks like a superstar. And it's just like man, I remember. And you know he's full of it. You know he doesn't like this because if you remember his first promo in Lucha Underground, that impassioned, fiery promo that he cut, like where we were all like, wow, like. And then ever since then, it was like, wow, like this is this is Alberto Del Rio. This is the guy that I that we heard about in Mexico that did not come to WWE. And then he goes back to WWE, and you're like, oh, there's there's Alberto again. You know, like Al, Alberto El Patron and Alberto Del Rio are two different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Next up, we had. Uh, he Slater beat Dolph Ziggler. I, I will say this. I, I like that they tried something new here. I like that, that um, he Slater took a bunch of like misfits and like formed a team out of them. And they're all freaking crazy. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it may not work. I, I, I don't know. But it was like, I like that they tried something different. And like these guys like got together and were like, let's try to do something. Because like, if these are living, breathing people on your show, they're not just always going to like sit, sit back. Like, like if you're, if you're a real person on WWE, like, and Stephanie McMahon is talking to Roman Reigns, and you're like, you are fired or whatever. And you like, haven't been used on a show. Why don't you just tell the music guy, you're like, Jim, hit my music. I'm going out there right now. And then you're like, Hey, Stephanie, like, wouldn't you insert yourself into situ- situations? Cause that's what everybody on WWE does. They just like come out and talk. So why wouldn't you do that just to get your name in the, in the in the paper, so um, mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought it was uh, you know it was interesting. It was better than anything else they've done with any of these guys. I don't know why Curtis Axel's insane now, but um, you know I, they it made me laugh. Chains are and, off. Um, yeah, yeah, the chains are off indeed. Um, so so I, I thought I thought it was something different, and you know on on Raw in 2015 2016 that's something to be celebrated. Yeah, we'll see if anything actually comes of it. But for the one night, it was actually kind of a nice little... Again, it was a nice little surprise. So, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's get to the next part of, part of the show, which I'll ask, I'll ask you first how you felt, although you can probably guess by my tone how I felt. Chris Jericho interrupts the New Day. <laughs> I just love how everybody was surprised. It's like, oh my God, can it be? It's Chris Jericho. It's like, well, it is that time of the year where he just magically appears and, you know, comes back and has a random ass match or something. But, I mean, it's Jericho has become that guy. He's become that guy, that legend, quote unquote, that just shows up, does the same thing every single time he comes out. And we're supposed to pop because he's doing the same stuff that was cool 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I mean he, yeah. Did you? I mean, I, I I heard the lack of pop 
for him, and with the exception of the announcers, who were like, oh, my God, is his music playing? Is he here? Like, oh, fuck, he was here in September. Like, you know, I don't, like, <laughs> I got my fix, you know? Um, yeah. And then he comes out. Like, first of all, he makes fun of the New Day while he's wearing a, a, a vest without a shirt that doesn't cover his stomach that is not in great shape. Like, he, he's like all unshaved he looks like a like an old aging like probably what he wants to look like an aging rock star which i don't think is very good um <laughs> and he like has the is like worst promo this side of like the rocks like kung pao bitch or whatever like what kung the Pao-bitch. hell are you doing and he's like he calls them rudy tootie booties which somehow gets like a chance because okay People and then yeah it's true and then, like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't Chris Jericho like the New Day? Like, oh, you guys are kind of, like, funny like I was. But it's just, like, this BS retread, which I know he thought would be, like, fun on purpose when he does his own, like, like oh, this is my 1999 promo without any, like, the creativity or passion or fans' response. Uh, that's all I could think of. I'm like, yeah, no, I remember when you did this the first time. It was way freaking better. Um, <laughs> and, and then he was like, he's like, I'm in the Royal Rumble. And you're like, fucking great. I mean, cool. You needed to interrupt the entertaining aspect of the show to do that. The best part was in Xavier Woods is like, um, have you not been watching? We already saved the show. It's over. And then the worst part was when Chris Jericho, this is, this is the worst part. In the, in the 1999 one, his thing was like, pay-per-view, buy rates down. And it was like a joke because they were like up high. And then he says all that stuff. He's like, ratings down. I was like, no, no, no. Those things are true now, you idiot. Like, <laughs> why are you saying that? I don't know. I appreciate the honesty, if nothing else. Yeah, but it's just like, like I, I don't think they meant it to be honest. You know, I think they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're really doing well. And they're like, okay. I mean, you, you aren't. But, I mean, you're, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so then since, um, since Sankara is made out of, uh, toothpicks, Kalisto had to team up with the Dudley boys as they've been inserted into a feud with the New Day. Um, oh my goodness gracious. I, I'm sorry. And, I can't watch the Dudley boys in New Day anymore. I've already gotten to a point where it's like, no, I can't. It's that crime time, hard dynasty point no nine where it's just like, I've seen this match like 18 times. Can we stop it? Please. Please. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't watch the Dudley Boys in '04. Like oh, I God. was like, oh my God, please stop it. It's it's like, it's painful. It's like you can't do anything else. You're you're not. You know. Ugh. And this is where I'll give TNA a little bit of credit. They at least tried to do different things with them at some point. Give them singles pushes or whatever. They put the world title on Bully Ray and had him do different things, but. Yeah, yeah no, no, just... I think the Bully Ray run run, run went well. I, I'm just saying the the Dudley boys as a team, as those mm-hmm. characters, I'm just like, yeah. go away, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you just summed up my feel. Unless they're going to job to everybody, then by all means, please do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that was... That was that match. Also, why does everybody have to carry their slammies everywhere? Like, it only works if it's Owen Hart and he's, like, doing it to be ridiculous. Like, why is Neville like, I got to carry this around. See, you know, it's me. Like, nobody else knows that. Everybody carries their Oscars around. <laughs> you know, by the way, Slammy Award winning Owen Hart was, like, the best gimmick that dude ever had, and it was great. But Yeah, yeah and, I don't and the point was the point that Slammies sucked and no one cared about them, so he, like, <laughs> loved his. Like, like, that's the joke, that it sucks. And now they're like, 
oh, this is great. We're going to announce you as a Slammy winner. What the fuck? That's a heel gimmick because your awards are shitty. <laughs> I, I think they're trying to get people to give a shit about the Slammies, and shockingly enough, some people do. I don't know why, but um, you know, some people flip their shit that Nikki Bella won like Woman Performer of the Year or whatever. I'm like, do you care? I mean, seriously, it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, the Usos won Tag Team of the Year without being a tag team during the year, but you know that's. And some people That's swear the voting is legit on the Slammies, but I doubt that highly. Uh, yeah, I know. I wonder. I wonder. Because that... Wait, Roman Reigns won like, Superstar of the Year last year. Like, there's no way. There's well, no that, way. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Like, Daniel Bryan won the year before. And if they were rigged, he wouldn't have won. You know? Mm-hmm. And and they didn't put Superstar of the Year on last for that. So I feel like I feel like that had to be legit. But then Roman Reigns is Superstar of the Year. feels like it's not legit. But I don't know. They they hadn't really completely turned on him then, so I don't know. I, well, no, I don't my know. whole point was is that he was off TV for so long because he had been hurt. Yeah. At yeah. that point, I'm like, there's no, there's no way he got that vote. There's no, there's no possible. Yeah, because the casual fans would vote for. C- yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, like, I mean, even the Rollins one. Like, I, I think you know, kayfabe wise, you should put Rollins there. I, I think creatively and artistically, Rollins. Should. I think Rollins like wins in every thing for this year but it's just like like who really voted for the heel champion that's not there anymore you know like it's just weird mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how people vote but um all right so we had the main event um it was it was Which it was McMahon over the watched? edge 1998 um, oh yeah that was the best part of it yeah. <laughs> get down here get down here there's a referee next to me but just get the fuck down here Everything he does is like a shitty retread of what Austin did back in 98. Over the edge 98, that match was amazing because, A, we'd never seen anything like it. Of course, that's been bastardized since then. And, B, it was just a wild clusterfuck where everything made sense, but it was chaotic as hell. This was yeah. anything but that. It was just kind of messy. Well, it was over the edge 98 was like, he's going to be the referee? Well, there's no way Austin can win that. And, and then he does it, and he, like, you know, he bangs Vince's hands down, like, using, like, Austin uses his, his hands. And you're like, oh, okay. So then after that, there's no more suspense. You know how the face can beat the, the heel ref. So it's not like, ah, oh. I mean, it's difficult, but, like, it, it should it should always, if you want to build suspense, it should always work. Like, the heel should always win in that situation. And then if you want it shocking, like, the tenth time, then you're like, oh, he did it. Then you're like, oh, it's amazing. Because if it always happens, it's like when John Cena overcomes the odds. Then it's not the odds anymore. Then John Cena is the fucking odds. Like, you can't pretend that something's like, you You can't be like, you're going in a match against Kane, John Cena, and then John Cena has to act scared. Like, I wouldn't be scared. John Cena's the most overpowered boss in the history of time. Like, why would why would John Cena worry about guy that can't beat anyone, Kane, you know? So, like, it, it, it just, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, this, this match was, was hilarious in the fact that, um, I mean, it was just stuff you've seen so many times before. Like, oh, my, my hand hurts and my eye. And, you know, Vince is old and acting like his saggy flesh is impressive is, is pretty sad. <laughs> um, I mean, it was like he flexed and it's like falling down. And you're like, why are you shirtless? Why are you sleeveless? Like, it's not, that was, it's not like 18 years ago, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> very, oh, really very odd. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, like Roman, like crossed the line by throwing Vincent to Stephanie. Like, really, she's like slapped and assaulted people for like four weeks. And they're like, no, no, that's crossing the line. Punching an eighty-year-old in the face is is okay, but 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 throwing Vincent to Stephanie lightly is crossing the line. Okay, this is another unfortunate um, side effect of the Attitude Era, where everybody did every horrible thing imaginable. Uh, like I remember when DX for, uh, they threatened to rape Stephanie. I distinctly remember that being a storyline. Um, yeah, didn't they? Ever, I mean, like, the only reason I thought they the only reason I thought they didn't was because she was in on it, or I don't know if she right. was in on the whole thing. She was she was probably in and on it. I don't remember if they explained that, but um, um, yeah, all these people did all these horrible things, and nobody ever got any repercussions for it. So it's kind of like Roman. It's like so what? He threw Vince into Stephanie. Whatever. Nobody ever gets punished for that. Yeah, yeah. So and then he like pinned him when another ref comes down, and then Vince makes the bombshell announcement, which is probably the the peak of the show. And I'll give him credit; they ended on a, on a nice note because. Hey, now we've got a um, uh, we we've got a, a a thing leading into the next few weeks, and you can perhaps do something different. We don't have to be in this holding pattern of Roman versus Sheamus. Um, although I, I suspect I suspect here's what's going to happen: if Roman doesn't win, you're going to have the League of Nations, who are quote unquote on fire, beating <laughs> on everyone, and then be like, oh, and then like he gets screwed and Sheamus wins it. So it's basically Roman Reigns and Sheamus essentially. So. Yay! Yeah, sounds so, great. Um, uh, because nobody like remember how they used to be like the Royal Rumbles planned out intricately. You'd know when you can do all these different things, but now it's just like who are the main two guys? Let's just make sure we focus on them. Yep. I remember when they used to build entire mania cards with the Royal Rumble match. I mean, go back and watch the 1991. Go back and watch the, the 2001 Rumble where. You could almost predict the entire Mania card just looking at the Rumble match because everything was planned out and everybody who was going to feud interacted and all that other shit. Really? Explain that to me, just because I'm I'm thinking through it in my head right now. Oh well, in 1990 they did Hogan Warrior, um, they did Savage and Dusty, they did Piper and uh, Bad News Brown, they did Demolition and Connection. I think they did something with Jane and Ted. Wait, uh, in 1990 they did they did Savage and Dusty. Yeah, that was because remember at Mania Six, it was Savage and Sherry versus Sapphire and Dusty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because that's the um, no, that's not that one. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. And then in uh, 2001, they basically teased Austin Rock, even though they were both in the Rumble match, and uh, basically it was either it was down to either one of them who was going to win the Rumble that year. But um, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff they did. Uh, maybe 2001 wasn't a good one. Yeah, that's what, that's what, I mean, I, 1990, I, I believed you. It was 2001 I was thinking of. Oh, you know which one like, I was thinking of? 2004. You had Undertaker and Kane. You had Foley and Orton. And uh, I think there were a couple of other things in there, too. You had oh, okay, Goldberg so and Lesnar. Yes, Goldberg and Lesnar. You had, um, <clears throat> Sean and Hunter wasn't on that one. You had Jericho and Christian. Yes. Um, you had, uh, let me, I'm thinking of the, the cards. I don't think they did anything with Cena and Big Show. Actually, um, they did. Big they Show did. eliminated him. Oh, okay. 
Um, they didn't do anything with Eddie and Angle, I don't think. No. Um, yeah, but that's about five matches there, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they like oh three. They did it. They they had a similar thing. I think they did. They had Jericho and Michaels was that. Um, mm-hmm. They did uh, obviously Brock and and Angle was was built up. Um, they did uh, because you and because Brock had to go through um, Big Show anyway. Um, they had da 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 da. Hogan wasn't there. Oh, maybe it wasn't that good <laughs> for building those things. <laughs> trying to think. Think of another. This is a fun game. What 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 another <laughs> one did they build a bunch of matches? What's Royal really Rumble built the most many matches? Um, yeah. Hmm. I think 1991 did Jake and Martel. It set up Hogan to face Slaughter, even though the Rumble title shot thing wasn't a thing yet. Um, I think they did something for, uh, what match was I just thinking of? Uh, no, oh, oh, here's one thing they did. Um, Savage did not come out at 18 because Warrior had chased him out of the building. So that's set up their match for Savage. Okay. Um, that was yeah. a continuation of the storyline that had occurred earlier in the night. So, um, you can count that. Um, I think they did something with the Hart Foundation and Nasty Boys. I could be wrong, but okay. Um, all right. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of other ones that like do this. I feel like O2 was a shitty year. So let's see here. Hold on. <laughs> well, OT they didn't know what their card was going to be. I, I think because the WCW invasion sucked, and because the end of well, they knew it was Triple H and, and Jericho. Yeah. Um, they knew that. Um, let's see. Uh, who's in this one? Do, 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 do. Uh, in 2005, they did a, the same with Angle and Michaels. Yes, that was... Well, let me get up to that one so I can just have the numbers in front of me. Um, no, no, no. I don't want No Way Out, 2005. Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. Um, two, oh, 2000, I was thinking of 2006. Never mind. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, they did that. They did... Um, who did Jericho wrestle? Oh, that was the Money in the Bank. See, that's when they just stopped giving a shit about undercard matches. Um, <laughs> 2006, they built up um, Orton and Mysterio, because those were the last two in. Mm-hmm. Um... And then who did Triple H wrestle in 06? Oh, he wrestled Cena, so they didn't do anything there. Shawn Michaels and the McMahons, they they had um they built that up. Um Yeah, there aren't a lot of good ones. Let's let's uh <laughs> eighty nine, I'm trying to remember what they did in eighty nine. Uh they teased Hogan Savage, they teased Hogan or uh Jake and Andre. Um they did something I think they did something with demolition and the powers of pain. Uh, I wanted to say something with Rude and Warrior, but no, I don't think they were in the Rumble match. Okay, so apparently only two Royal Rumbles in all yeah. history. Did it really we discovered things about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I remember right, last just... year when we thought they were going to do something really cool with Miz and Mizdow, and they didn't. Holy shit, I know. It was awful. What I mean, other than the Ro- Roman Reigns beats everybody thing... They just did the Bray Wyatt 
eliminates a bunch of people thing. That was the only thing they did, right? I think so, yeah. I'm going to go into that right now, and then we'll talk about that big new Japan news. Um, all right. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, Wyatt eliminated a ton of people. Um, the Boogeyman came back. DDP came back. So he had some, like, returns. Oh, and then Big and Show and Kane uh, eliminated a lot of people. Yeah, well, that was, like, the authority versus Roman Reigns. That was basically that. Um, yeah, Daniel Daniel Bryan was in the match for 10 minutes, and like, that'll be good enough for everyone. <laughs> in fact, I want to I take a look at time of uh, in this match here. With the so the two longest people, the longest guy was Rusev. Um, no, I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt was 47 minutes. Rusev was 35, and Roman Reigns was 27. There was hardly anyone that lasted over 10 minutes. I mean, look at this: Miz four minutes, Archer's four minutes, Bubba Ray five minutes, Luke Harper three minutes, um, Curtis Axel didn't make it, um, uh, Boogeyman one almost two minutes, uh, Sin Cara, 50 seconds, Zack Ryder, 47 seconds, Daniel Bryan, 10 minutes, Fandango, seven minutes, Tyson Kidd, two minutes, uh, Stardust, 12 minutes, DDP, two minutes, Rusev, 35, Goldust, six minutes, Kofi Kingston, three minutes, Adam Rose, one minute, Big E, 15, Damian Mizdow, one minute, like, like, Titus O'Neil, four seconds, Cesaro, five minutes, Bad News Barrett, six minutes. Like, the amount of, like, I, I swear, that's got to be, like, that's super low. I want to, let me compare that to, let's just do some Royal Rumble math here. I'm going to go to 2009, because I remember that one being a fairly well Oh, that was the one that had, like, I think, like, 15 people in the ring at one time, which may have been a record. Yeah. All right, so Rey Mysterio, 49. John Morrison, 19, Carlito, 6, MVP, 3, Kali, 1, Kozlov, 2, Triple H, 49, of course, Randy Orton, 48, <laughs> JTG, 11, Ted DiBiase, 45, Chris Jericho, 37, Mike Knox, 32, uh, Finley, 29, The Miz, 1 minute. So, yeah, these are um, these are pretty good. Uh, Cody Groves, 37, The Undertaker, 32, Goldust, 1, CM Punk, 22, Mark Henry, 3, Shelton Benjamin, 4, William Regal, 4, Kofi Kingston, 6, Kane, 18, R-Truth, 12, RVD, 13, Brian Kendrick, 15, Dolph Ziggler, 21 seconds for some reason, Santino Morello, 1 second, Jim Duggan, 2 minutes, and Big Show, 9 minutes. So with the exception of all those weird ones at the end, um, it was a pretty – you had a lot of people going into 20 minutes. So – Mm-hmm. I think um, 91 had a lot, too, a lot of marathon men, if I recall correctly. Well, let's see if you recall correctly. Then we'll get on to that New Japan news. Hold on. Yay. 1991 Rumble. Here we go. Okay. Uh, let's go. Yeah, let's see. Okay, Bret Hart, 20 minutes. Dino Bravo, three minutes. Um... Who limited The Undertaker? Oh, Hawk Animal. Uh, Greg Valentine, 44 minutes. Paul Roma, 14. Texas Tornado, 24. Rick Martel, 52. Saba Simba, 2. Bushwhacker Butch, 10. Jake Roberts, 12. Hercules, 37. Tito Santana, 30. Undertaker, 14. Snooka, 8. Uh, Davey Boy Smith, 36. Smash, 18. Hawk, 6. Shane Douglas, 27. I forgot about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Randy Savage, zero. Um, Animal, six. Uh, Crush, 18. Uh, Duggan, four. Earthquake, 24. Perfect, 16. Hogan, 19. Haku, 13. Nightheart, 11. Luke, Bushwhacker Luke, four seconds. Brian Nobbs, 10. Warlord, one. Uh, Tugboat, two. Yeah, that had a lot of them. I forgot Shane Douglas wrestled in, in the 1991 Royal Rumble. Then he, like, yeah. left, like, right after it, right? Yeah, he didn't last long. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know what happened to the SWAT team. They showed up for the 96 Rumble and then never appeared again. Were they 96 or 94? 96, because they were the one where Vader debuted. Let's see. You're right. Squat teamer. Samoan squat teamer. Who was in 94 then? I feel like they had a bunch of weird Samoans. Not weird, but Samoans that hadn't been on the show then. Let's see. Oh, no. They had uh, Tenru and um, someone else, Kabuki. I feel like. Would you? Yeah, uh, Kabuki. Yes, yes. Correct. Um, I just saw Tenru yeah. have his last match, by the way. He did, or you saw him have it? Uh, he did. It was uh, a couple months ago with Okada, and he looked <laughs> he looked ready to retire. It was like, yeah, it's it's time to wrap this up, buddy. But uh, yeah, how yeah, old he, was... he? Like seventy? Uh, he's he God, he, he looked old. <laughs> he looked really old. Because I feel like he debuted in like the seventies or something. Possibly. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, so speaking of Japan, um, in the last few days it's been reported uh, WWE has made plays for and will probably sign them. AJ Styles, Nakamura, Doc Gallows, and uh, Carl Anderson. Um, information That's like that came the out. Of the Bullet Club, right there. Yeah, they're like I guess they're they're. Um, they're going after the hearts of, of, of that company. Um, as, as I think they realize they, you know, international is probably the next big stage for, for their competition. Um, <clears throat> so it looks like from what we're seeing is uh, Nakamura and styles will not go to NXT. Uh, they'll go right to the main roster, but Gallows and Anderson will, although what the fuck do you else do you teach? A guy who's already been on your main roster and a guy who is 35 and has worked forever. So that's interesting to me. Also interesting to me, WWE has never been good. I mean, they've never been good with small guys in particular, but bringing in top small guys from elsewhere, I mean, I I can think of like a few. Like, um, I guess they did a good job with Ray, and they did a good job, and they did a terrible job, although a lot of it's his fault, though, uh, Mystico. How do they bring in AJ? I mean, they they want to treat him as like a big deal that's done a ton of stuff in other companies. Mm-hmm. But, but he's you know, kind of like, like the I, new age thing in a way, where he's really the top guy around that has never worked for them. So yes, yeah, it's uh, if they want to debut him in a big way, that's fine. Although I've also seen their track record with guys like Sting, guys who are big stars in other companies, and there's this tendency to look down on them for being from other companies and to be like, no, we got to make an example out of them. So they'll probably job AJ Styles out this first match. Like they did this thing. Well, but AJ is seemingly going to be working a full-time schedule where Sting was 
there for one-offs. Um, yeah. Which, I mean... I mean, you know what? You know the I, I, I can the loss to Rollins. Put him in the Royal Rumble, under- have him win the title. <sighs> I mean, that'd I don't be, know. I mean, that'd yeah, be that would be a good way to get him over. I would never do that. But um, yeah. have him debut in the Rumble and eliminate a bunch of people, that might be good. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wouldn't give him the title, personally. Yeah, I'm a little surprised uh, they're not having him go to NXT because NXT's kind of become like... Yeah, it's I, I don't DNA know, when everybody's being used correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now Styles is 38. How old is Nakamura? Do you know off the top of your head? He's got to be close to that. I think he's around that 38 to 42 range. Let's see here. And that's another thing that they've struggled with, guys that who are foreign and don't speak English. I'm assuming Nakamura does not speak English. Am I correct in that? Um, I I would assume. I do not know definitively either, beyond maybe a few basic, probably as much as um, Hideo Itami knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something they've also struggled with in the past. Um, Hideo Itami's been on NXT, which, you know, they, they find ways to get around that type of stuff. But on the main roster, that's probably going to present some issues, unless they get a, a mouthpiece for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll see what they do, and we'll we'll continue to go with this. Um, I mean, to me, it's like I think Nakamura and Styles are fine. I think it's like with Gallows and and um, Anderson, it's like. Okay, you're gonna put him in NXT, and like, okay, they're in there for a year, maybe two years. They come out, they're like 37, 38. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, and you know what? They'll do great in NXT because they'll be a bruiser tag team that'll kill everybody. It'll be awesome. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I think it's it'll be really good for NXT, and it will be. It's just like, what does WWE hope to get out of that for the main roster? Is it just an NXT signing? Like, because That might be, because that's what Rhino's basically done. Outside of the few matches he's had with the Wyatts on the main roster, he's basically just been an NXT mainstay, and I think Rhino and Samoa Joe, those guys are there to help develop the younger guys. Baron Corbin turned out a lot better working with Samoa Joe and Rhino than he had in the past, so I think they're yes. hoping that Gallows and Anderson will lend some credibility to the other teams that are down there and help them perfect their craft and move them up, which is not a bad role to have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, okay. I, I don't expect Gallows and Anderson to be huge main roster uh, yeah, 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 yeah. move ups. Yeah, I, I think that's a probably a smart play. All right, so um, uh, I think that's it then. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Just remember to follow the show on Talk Shoe. Uh, you could subscribe to us in the upper right-hand corner. We definitely appreciate it. So, as always, this is Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, and we are signing off.